Hi, this is Mal. Hey, and this is Cam. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Today, we are talking about Bel Air, the uh, new revamped dramatic telling of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So if you have not had a chance to watch, um, you might want to pause it here and go catch up on the first three episodes that are available to stream now. So for a little bit of news, uh, did you see the Oscar hosts were announced? I did see that. So they went from Oscars so white to everybody got to be black. (laughs) (laughs) All black, well, black and all women. So if you have not heard, the Oscar hosts for this year are Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, and Amy Schumer. So yeah, they are really. I think Wanda, she'll do great. She's hilarious. Amy Schumer, I mean, people find her funny. And then Regina, Regina's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, I was I'm like probably most excited for Regina Hall. Yeah, I'm excited for maybe white people to get to experience her. Cause I feel like black people, we know she's funny and she's great at hosting. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I I hope she gets her shine and her her flowers on this. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do well. I'm sure they'll they oh. will do well. Yeah, I think this is this is a, a smart move. Like maybe it'll kind of be like when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosted the Golden Globes a few years. Huh. interesting. It, it will be. Yeah. How will how will they do three of them? Like, what's going to be that dynamic? Will they all three be on stage doing jokes together? Or, you know, I wonder how it's going to be formatted. Yeah, I think they'll probably mix it up with all three of them, just having uh, them paired off, and then sometimes they'll probably do solo stuff. That's mm-hmm. what I would imagine. Do you think more Black people will watch the Oscars Ooh. because of this? This, I think it'll help. <laughs> if anything is going to help, I think it's it's this. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I guess we do have two black actors in a category uh for the male lead mm-hmm. role best lead actor yeah so all right yeah oh and i'm glad you um brought that up so uh i mentioned ariana debose from west side stories nominated for best supporting actress uh-huh. i found out she's from raleigh really okay <laughs> yeah Ralph yeah. in the building yes yeah, so that was really cool and then also um got clarification on the beyonce nomination for oh. uh, best original song so oh. apparently um the year before dream girls was nominated oh man who was it oh, some counting crows or i can't remember, it was some like it was like a rock group and they won best song and apparently there were like I guess a lot of people of songwriting credits on it mm-hmm. so <clears throat> for I think 2007 the Oscars changed it so only like the top three people I believe could get could receive Oscars and I guess in the writing Dang, building, that's Beyonce cheap. was number four yeah so now I think it's been changed back from what I understand but yeah. apparently that was the issue and what is like the order like how do you do you write the most and you're at the top 
you're at the least and you're at the bottom of the, the credit list. I assume. I don't know. You're the songtress. I don't, I don't know. I I I've never worked in the industry <laughs> or written a song. <laughs> I, I'm not 100% sure that's not my world, but uh, yeah, so apparently that, that's what happened there. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they, I mean, this might be corny, but I, I watch the Oscars every year anyway, just because I'm like, you know, a film horny. But wow. <laughs> wow. You're, you're real spicy tonight. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think it's great that someone still watches them because they need it. <laughs> oh they need God. people like you. <laughs> right. But I mean, there's definitely years where it's less entertaining than others. So I feel like this will be one of the more entertaining years. Yeah, I might, I might tune in. I'll give it a couple minutes. Not a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, did you watch A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Two? Yes. So they have announced that A Quiet Place Three is slated for a 2025 release. 25 <laughs> good but, god will we make it to 2025 like the kids gonna be about grown in 2025 <laughs> but apparently right now it is unclear if john krasinski will return as writer and or director um or if emily blunt and the kid actors will reprise their roles huh I mean, isn't it their movie? The right. Two of them, the husband and wife? Yeah, so I mean, it might happen. But I know there was like some drama. They were like mad about how quickly it was released on like Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if their coins. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's feeding into it. But they still might be in it. It just hasn't been announced. So, hmm. so you're planning a movie, but you have no idea the direction it's going to take. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> they probably know just the public doesn't know so it's, it's not like that uh that dame dash movie i'm sure they have some idea. <laughs> the script evolves daily <laughs> <laughs> but there is going to be a quiet place spinoff um unrelated to the main family okay. that is going to be released around thanksgiving 2023 and I'm a little confused because apparently, like, John Krasinski is starring in that movie. So huh? I don't know if he's, yeah. It's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like some dystopian world where I think everyone has to live in silence, or, or, which kind of sounds like the <laughs> main movie. But <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be that same character or not. Um, but apparently, uh, it's starring him, Ryan Reynolds, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh. Yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge and Louis Gossett Jr. So. Louis Gossett Jr. is still alive. Wow. Yay. He was just a twin. He was. He was. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't do Louis. Don't do that. So yeah, I guess we will find out soon what that spinoff is all about. Hmm. Do do you need a quiet place spinoff? Like, do we need? Why does every universe need to be expanded? I just <laughs> damn you, Marvel. Damn you. <laughs> I mean, I guess this will make or break if it becomes uh, 
its own universe how the spinoff does oh gosh it's it's basically okay it's basically the walking dead but you know in movie form now it's all these spinoffs of what it's like to live in the zombie apocalypse now it's what if there was a quiet place in bird box crossover what if one part of the world oh my gosh so you you can't talk or see god dang (laughs) (laughs) just kill me now i'm I'm not gonna make that (laughs) but what if it's like all the well you know people that have hearing and sight issues are like thriving and killing it in this world because they're used to this shit oh because they yeah they already have like the heightened sense Mm -hmm. the meek shall inherit the earth that's like a bible verse isn't it is that a scripture somewhere in there something (laughs) the script now give me my credit (laughs) i'm not i'm not a dystopian world writer i don't think i could i sometimes i think about that shit like with like star wars i'm like how do you think of like all these names for these planets and like i i i don't think my mind works that way it's wild it's yeah it's impressive so your favorite show and just like that (laughs) (laughs) you see they have a documentary <laughs> yeah, I still haven't watched it yet. Me either. I'm not gonna. I don't. <laughs> Everything doesn't need an after show or a documentary about filming of the season. <laughs> well, I wondered why they did it. Like, I understood why Insecure did it because it was like this show is over. But right. Like, this is just season one. Like, I mean, okay. I, I guess I do kind of get like this is like a huge show that they brought back. So. Yeah. Maybe it does kind of make sense to show like what went into like bring it back to our screens, but yeah, it's it, it's kind of it's a little random. This is like Shakari Richardson getting a documentary after her five minutes of fame. Well, wait <laughs> a minute. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you were saying or what? I was gonna say or Justin Bieber getting a documentary about his life at like thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was because they knew all them little girls were going to sell out those tickets, so. Oh, yes. But, like, (laughs) have you lived that much at 13? Yeah, but come on, that wasn't a real documentary. That was (laughs) just a teen heartthrob, like, (laughs) making a buck. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, TV-related, the Winter Olympics, you saw there's that, uh, I think, a Russian ice skater? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and she tested positive for a performance enhancing drug in december and somehow the news did not come out till now and she's still participating oh it's some like full-on like conspiracy bs or mm-hmm. really just like pay for play it really just goes to show these rules are just no one enforces them and there aren't really any consequences um Basically, they're saying because this girl is a minor that she is not responsible for the drugs that may have been given to her by her coaches or trainers. But then it's like, okay, so where where's the where's the penalty for the coaches and the trainers? (laughs) Right. Right. Like, Like, how is everyone getting off? How is this girl still able to compete for a country and a nation that has been banned for three years (laughs) and somehow still gets to compete under a different name? 
They just don't get to. Oh, right. They just don't get like their anthem played. Like, come on, like, oh, slap me on the wrist. Like, that's nothing. That is yeah. not a penalty. It's 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 BS. It truly, truly is some BS. So if Shikari had been older or younger, all she had to say was like, somebody else gave this to me, so I'm not <laughs> responsible. And theoretically could have gotten off. And what took so long for the results to come out because it was a Russian lab. So they held the results purposefully. Wow. It's some real effed up stuff. It's really messed up. It just feels like a very clear cut double standard. That uh, is sounds like wild. cheating. Sounds like cheating and they're getting away. Yeah. With it. And I mean, like you took a performance, like, okay, maybe your coaches gave you these drugs, but they probably helped you like at your Olympic trials and you know, like whatever it took for you to make it to the Olympics. So I don't care if you're a minor or not, like you still shouldn't be able to compete. Exactly. Like, yeah. like th- this is the ramification of it. This is like the real world thing. You shouldn't be allowed to do yeah. this thing because some adults screwed you over. Sorry, but you shouldn't be allowed to compete. Yeah. It's all BS. It's BS. Yeah. I mean, Shikari smoked weed. Like this is Yeah, that's it's crazy. Wild. Crazy. Um how do we <laughs> Oh, because we were talking about the documentary. I was like, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> From uh Sex and the Herb and just like that. So <laughs> what's your Cynthia Nixon spoke out about some of the I guess negative comments from fans or you know people who <laughs> used to be fans and she said i think it's a bizarre reaction first of all i think miranda is brave and i think miranda is charging forward she doesn't know where she's going exactly but she knows she has to go somewhere and i think that's always been true of miranda so i don't i just feel like the issue isn't you changing jobs or changing romantic partners like the issue is just like the characters making really dumb decisions like i don't think that's what the fans were upset about like what was out of character was miranda going about things the way she did in my opinion yeah she was so selfish which yeah wasn't necessarily her yeah um so and some fun i know you love celebrity kids oh yeah so, Romeo Miller, former Romeo or FK Will Romeo, he had uh, a baby girl with his girlfriend Drew Sangster. Um, the video and little photo of the baby on Instagram are super cute. He seems so excited um he's like you know hashtag girl dad it's all very very adorable yeah happy for him uh he used to be on growing up hip-hop i don't know if he still is i wonder if we'll we'll see this included i don't think he is because in the article i was reading they said growing up hip-hop alone so ah yes i think he he pitched a fit and like quit the show but In some of his like final seasons, he was, you know, he, him and Angela Simmons had like a on and off or will will they won't they type relationship. Their I guess whole adolescence and adulthood. It seemed like it was for years. 
Yes. And he got really mad at her when she got pregnant because, you know, she's supposed to be this, you know, woman of God practicing abstinence. And then she winds up pregnant. And so he like really shamed her on the show for Mm. this. And here he is doing the same thing. (laughs) Okay. Because I was about to say. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure they ain't married unless I missed something. (laughs) Right. I'm pretty sure this is just his girlfriend. I guess the difference is Romeo probably wasn't out here telling people he was practicing abstinence. And that was kind of Angela's brand. But still, no reason to like shame the girl. Yeah, that kind of sounds like he wanted to maybe play around and have his fun and just expect Angela to wait around for him. Oh, yeah, he was hating. He was yeah. hating. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. hating a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Well, that is all that I have for news. Okay, well, let's let's dive right on in to Bel Air, the dramatic retelling of the original 90s sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So this show came about because a independent producer by the name of Morgan Cooper uh, in 2019 released a, a, I think, four-minute trailer of a kind of fan favorite or fan appreciation for the show and like what it would be like if they took all of the themes and kind of big beats from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air but made them more serious and realistic. And it was well-received, went viral, got Will's attention. Will's like, yes, great idea. Let's do it. And here we are in 2022. We now have the show and Cooper is the co-executive producer and the director. Oh, so, wow. nice. Right. They went from such an inspiring story live your dreams, never give up, just put out trailers <laughs> of your ideas. <laughs> because, you know, in the span of like four years, this person has gone from this little idea blowing up and now it's a full blown show on Peacock. Um, backed by Will freaking Smith, like yeah. A-list, Oscar-nominated actor. Really awesome for, for you, Morgan. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos. Um, so we have in this iteration of the show, we have all the same characters from the original, but there have been some shifts in how those characters behave and um, some of their characteristics. I would say overall, Will Smith, still the same. That's played by newcomer Jabari Banks, who is from West Philadelphia. Also, oh. I think an up and coming rapper and also a hooper. So, and his yeah. last name is really Banks? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and he heavily identifies with the role um and at first i while watching the show i really appreciated the like philly references even though i I didn't even like know most of them i still like caught them yeah i guess it was like a little like every time it happened but (laughs) i felt like 
I needed that because I don't know that much about Philly. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And it was all authentic because that's where he's from. Pretty cool. That's really cool. And I also just want to say, I feel like he did a really good job getting like the real Will Smith's like mannerisms down. Ah, in what way? Like, I don't like the way like he would <clears throat> move his head or like, I don't know, he'd be talking to Lisa like, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of like the way like the Fresh Prince used to do it. Like it feels like he really nailed it down but still like not like a carbon copy but it just Mm -hmm. i don't know i I thought he did a really good job capturing those mannerisms i agree especially seeing as this show was off air by the time he was born (laughs) (laughs) insane (laughs) um uncle phil has transformed to a very handsome Slender, mm-hmm. <laughs> powerful attorney played by Philip Banks. Oh, sorry, not Philip Banks. <laughs> His name is Philip Banks. Too. <laughs> no. uh, he's actually my cousin, Adrian Holmes. Oh, okay. Don't be looking at him too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely brought some some. Uh, je ne sais quoi to the role of Uncle <laughs> Uncle Phil. <laughs> Aunt Viv is back dark skinned. Hey, <laughs> she's played by Cassandra Friedman, who's been in a lot of different stuff. I'm like blanking on <laughs> what some of those things are, but she, I've, I definitely recognized her, and she's- actually, oh sorry, go. Ahead. No, go. What are you gonna say? She's what? Oh, I was just gonna say one. Like she's gorgeous, and two, she did look familiar, but I couldn't figure out from what. But her voice kind of reminds me of OG Aunt Viv. Yes, yes. I said the same thing. I was like, she even sounds like yes. Aunt Viv. Like she has yes. very similar cadence and delivery. I was like, oh, they did this for her. We'll yes. do this for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So great casting, great casting on that. I think the biggest character shift, well, two of the biggest are Hillary and Carlton. Yeah. Hillary, played by Coco Jones, is no longer um, ditzy. She's not light skinned mm-hmm. anymore. She's chocolatey girl, which is really cute. Um, she is no longer everything she used to be in the old show she is kind she's sweet she cooks she's not you know kind of incapable and like a paris hilton type she is much more of a real person a social media influencer um and i think her character plays off on vid very well because it's very much like generational Mm. uh beef and strife that they have between them but Mm. I don't know i kind of missed the old hillary a little bit yeah i i did think it kind of made sense that 2022 hillary would be like a social media influencer um oh, yeah. like that kind of seemed like a, a smart um i don't know progression or whatever for uh this new character but yeah like and I, I know, like, it's a drama, but I was just like, oh, like, she's not, like, 
funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the character, but it's just like, I just feel like we like lost pretty much everything that made Hillary Hillary, except for her being like popular. Right. Like, she she wasn't like super bougie. Like she was bougie, but like not ultra bougie the way Hillary was. Yeah. Um, I will say thinking back on like Hillary of like the first season, mm-hmm. Hillary was an activist. She was like a social socialite and was into philanthropy more so to like rub elbows with famous people. So for very like shallow and selfish reasons. But I do remember her being a little more militant versus dumb <laughs> in the beginning. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe that's the direction that they're going with her. But I I missed more of the contentious relationship between Hillary and Will. Like, that was always funny to me, how they had animosity between them. But she always needed him for something. <laughs> right um the biggest departure is one carlton banks played by (laughs) ollie shalatan i mean good god (laughs) i fucking hate this character like he is the he's a villain he's a villain yes. yes He is the villain. He is, he's still petite and small in stature <laughs> and has a huge chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's a drug addict, apparently. I mean, the original Carlton would never, I mean, never do drugs. No, he was so straight laced. <laughs> so straight laced. Like, this Carlton is like popular <laughs> and had a girlfriend. Yeah. It's crazy. Which um, are you gonna talk about the Bobby Schmurder thing later? Because I'll wait if you are. Yes, we'll get okay. more into okay. the breakdown. <laughs> um but I was I definitely miss the old Carlton. Like the old Carlton yeah. had such a vibrant energy that he like shifted the entire mood of the room anytime he came in to a scene. And this kid is depressing. <laughs> yeah, like is... I know, like the OG Carlton. You remember a little corny, enjoyed Tom Jones and you know, all that kind of stuff. But he just—I don't know—was it hateful? <laughs> and like, you know, like he was joyful. He was happy. Yeah, like you know, him and Will would—you know—they would, you know, would kind of pick at each other. I guess more so Will picking at him, but like. I didn't feel like Carlton wanted to murder him ever <laughs> during the original run. Right. They were frenemies in the yeah. first run and they're arch nemesis. Yes. In this one. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll uh, that one was that one was sad. Um then we've got we saw Ashley Banks in this episode too, very briefly. Um, but she's still, you know, cute bubbly uh witty you know has a quick one-liner that she comes up with and very you know astute to what the grown-ups are talking about i will say i don't i like how they wrote og ashley more than this ashley wait you like what how they wrote og ashley more than this ashley like her dialogue 
like I feel like this dialogue is you know I don't love like precocious kid <laughs> characters and I feel like I'm gonna make her a little bit too precocious <laughs> I wish we could I wish we could have seen more of her because I feel like she's just kind of like coming in for like little zingers and then she's like in the background again yeah um, there's I, we're gonna get to this part later but there's one part where she's like where the hell is ashley like who's watching her like, <laughs> why is everybody here except for her i think they don't quite know what to do with her character yet uh, um notably missing little nikki i was like oh is he gonna come later will little nikki be in here at all i mean i guess they have no need for a cute little kid and yeah, not on the not on the drama. I don't think we're gonna see little Nikki. Or maybe little Nikki becomes I don't know, Carlton's son. <laughs> <laughs> Carlton has a kid out of wedlock or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we also have a oh oh Jeffrey. Yo, <laughs> played by Jimmy Akingbola. Mm-hmm. Very, very fine, saucy, suave, debonair house manager. No longer butler, right. house manager. Um, he is a Haitian immigrant who migrated to London. I loved that they like put Jeffrey a part of the diaspora. Wait, I believe he said he moved from jamaica didn't he you're right because <laughs> at first i thought you were talking i thought you were talking about the real actor at first so i was like wait <laughs> i don't know where i got haiti from but i knew it was one of those still still in the diaspora okay <laughs> you're on the right track <laughs> uh, one of them islands <laughs> oh don't do that <laughs> you get cussed out i kid i kid um jamaica i still am interested to know how he got this job and how him and uncle phil are like bros <laughs> yes. but a lot of his job is just like hanging out with uncle phil which yeah giving awesome. him advice right playing bowl with his non-existent family and relationships <laughs> right <laughs> but he is delicious eye candy and i'm grateful that he is on the show yeah uh we also have jazz played by jordan l jones jazz also i was about to say because <laughs> he is not annoying <laughs> he is not silly and stupid he is charming. He's mm-hmm. swaggy. He's very LA cool, vibey. I think I heard him singing a little bit in one of the episodes. I was like, oh, he got a nice little voice. Like he is nothing. He he actually has conversation and gives out advice. <laughs> like life, life advice. Oh, Jazz didn't OG Jazz have his moments, maybe? He had his moments of like uh where he was lucid and would say (laughs) genius things yeah but it was always like in contrast to his goofiness like you didn't expect it (laughs) this is true this is true and i was the jazz on bel-air also fine 
yes, very attractive. Mm-hmm. He seems like very enlightened. I I'm I have a hard time believing believing him and Jabari are the same age he seems more like older brother yeah I wonder if he's supposed to be older because there's no way he's a 16 year old he's at least like 22 right a 16 year old driving Uber and Lyft or whatever car service (laughs) yes stop okay (laughs) he picked him up from the airport no 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 (laughs) such an OG Hillary moment because (laughs) Since Jazz drove him to the airport, I was like, how did he meet Jazz? Like, they just ran to each other and started chatting at the airport. I completely forgot Uber and Lyft existed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how did you just strike up a conversation with a random guy and, like, get a ride out? Oh, Uber. Right. Right. Oh, one can assume it was one of those apps. (laughs) Actually, I think Callie was Lyft. It was Lyft because they all got Uber. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh okay. LA, the whole though. state? No, at the airport. I don't know about the whole okay. state. Definitely the airport. Okay. I've been. Maybe they changed that, but when I've been, it was only Lyft. Wow. Um. Anywho. Uh. So yeah, jazz is he's cool jazz. <laughs> um. And lastly, Lisa apparently is a staple on the show. Lisa, who was. Will's one-time fiance and on and off again girlfriend, played by Nia Long in the original, mm-hmm. is played by Simone Joy Jones. And I'm happy to say that like Lisa's a little bit of a permanent fixture, and I love that she's you know chocolatey as well. Mm-hmm. She's athletic build. She's not you know sort of hourglass figure or you know small light skinned chick. Um, I don't like that there's this weird love triangle between Will and Carlton and her. We'll get into that, but (laughs) I agree. I don't like it. I'm not here for it. Yeah. But, okay. So those those are all the major characters in the show and how they've shifted. So let's dive into the first three episodes. Try to keep it... I feel like a lot happened, so try to try to condense it and <laughs> good luck about the good stuff <laughs> talk about the good stuff so the first episode called dreams and nightmares obviously homage to philly's own meek mills mm-hmm. uh infamous song <laughs> i'm sorry it's a it's a singular meal <laughs> <laughs> one meal <laughs> Meek Mill. And this basically follows the same kind of premise of the first episode of the original. We fi- except on this version, we find out what actually happens that lands, what actually happens to Will that lands him in Bel Air. Yeah. Living with his uncle and his aunt. Um one thing I loved the music. Like they they paid some money yes. for the soundtrack. Like it starts off with North Carolina's own J. Cole <laughs> and then goes into Philly's own freeway, which I hadn't heard in a very long time. I felt made me feel like I was in high school. Even though what we did wrong. Oh, oh. <laughs> But uh, you mentioned J. Cole. 
at the beginning mm-hmm. no models do you remember the uncle phil nod in that yeah. song rest in peace first things first rest yeah. in peace uncle phil yes yeah, so i love that it's very fitting very fitting uh, so basically what happens is Will is this apparently D1 uh, basketball recruit, which uh, I don't feel like he quite fits the mold, but okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll roll with it. But I feel like it, since he was like probably headed for VCU, I felt like that felt, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no shade to VCU. But I feel like if it was like, oh, like he's going to go to like, I don't know, UNC or... I don't temple. know. Temple. I mean, Temple's in PA, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Or yeah, UVA. Like, it might have been like, is he? But <laughs> VCU, like, okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought it was on the edge of believable. <laughs> but I feel like he could have been what, like, like a Steph Curry. Steph Curry okay, yeah, trying yeah. to go to, I think, Virginia Tech, and they were like, nah, like you're too small or whatever the case may be. And so he made a name for himself at Davidson. So I feel like yeah. Will could have did that at VCU. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, he could have. Yes, he could have. <laughs> <laughs> I had high hopes for that young man. <laughs> So we see Will and his homeboy. I I forget his homeboy's name. His like best friend, Trey. Trey. Will and Trey. After a game, they run into another one of their homeboys who they apparently lost to the streets. He challenges them. To... <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did. And how how come these kids always try to recruit niggas to like leave school and? <laughs> sell drugs with oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that must have been out my wine oh my god Anywho, this young gentleman still thinks he has game and challenges them to a game and it's at the basketball court and apparently his boss shows up and he wants in on the game and tells them if you win, I'm gonna give you, you know, whatever, how much, however much money. And if you lose, you gotta work for me. Mm-hmm. So the stakes have been upped. Their, their freedom and uh, free time is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> free time. <laughs> oh, so they're about to be corner boys <laughs> if they lose this game. <laughs> And so, of course, they dominate because they are in shape and this young kid is not. And they win the game and the young man who has been lost to the streets gets really upset and throws basketball, hits his boss. Somehow his boss thinks (laughs) that it was Will and his friend that threw the boss. No one wants to speak up and say, nah, it wasn't them. Your boy runs off because he's scared. (laughs) And (laughs) Will ends up getting in the dude's face and swings on him. Who swings on the, like, neighborhood kingpin? Who swings on fucking, like, Avon Barksdale? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing? Who does that? And then 
So the homies start to jump him and his friend. Somehow they all end up like jumping Will's friend and not Will. (laughs) That didn't make sense to me. (laughs) But they jump him. Will, instead of like, hey, let me try and like knock him off my friend. They, he instead resorts to let me pull this gun that my friend brought to this game (laughs) in the event that we needed it. Right. And he proceeds to fire off a couple shots. And of course the cops show up very quickly and he still is like holding the weapon, whatever. He's an idiot. Um, Not a well thought out. (laughs) Not a very well thought out crime. Um, But he panicked. So he was he too cocky after the win. Like, he was way too cocky after the win. And in the first, he should never been there in the first place. He like, should have. But, but, like, why do we have to police his cockiness? I mean, his boy stepped to him. He's he cocky him. with, like, a, a drug kingpin. I think you can police it. <laughs> I think you need to rein it in a little bit when you're dealing with a kingpin. Sure, but it's also, you know... He's also looking for street cred in that moment. So I guess he needed to be a little bigger, louder. I, I don't know. I don't you understand. Go to, I don't you want to go to VCU or you want to have street cred? <laughs> in that moment, he wanted street cred. Okay. He earned his stripes. <laughs> so he goes to jail and, you know, within a fortnight is released because <laughs> Uncle Phil has pulled some strings, apparently, and gets him out. And I'm wondering, will we ever find out what strings Uncle Phil pulled to get him out? No. I think they're just gonna let that <laughs> lie where it is. Just gonna let it be. Yeah. Let it be. Okay. <laughs> so that is how Will ended up in Bel Air, that his mom gets him out of jail, promptly takes him to the airport because there is a hit that has been put out on him. And my first thought was in 2021, 2022, does moving across country save you anymore? Mm. What, what, what foreshadowing on that question? <laughs> I would argue no, given, you know, Pop Smoke's unfortunate uh, demise mm. uh, still somehow managed to get got on the West Coast, even though he is from New York. So yeah. I'm kind of like, how is this going to evolve? Because I don't feel like this is going to end with him moving and still being like a D1 basketball <laughs> recruit. So <laughs> they should be able to find, and social media. Like, I'm sure right. they'll be able to find you. Right. Um. So that, that'll be interesting. I also had a lot of questions like, I mean, what, what does Uncle Phil do that, I mean, this is like politician level <laughs> favors that you're calling in to get like a gun charge dropped? Well, so it was weird because like they didn't really show this in Bel Air, but I remember on the original, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, they have like a flashback scene of, because um, I'm assuming like phil lived in philadelphia for a while and worked there and that's where he met um vivian because there's in the flashback scene it's like when carlton and hillary are little and they're like in a living in a small apartment Mm. so if that's still true in bel-air 
I assume that he still has connections in Philadelphia to like help him get Will out of jail. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I was shocked though. His mom like picked him up and she was like, Your flight is leaving in 45 minutes. What a what a tight <laughs> turnaround time. Like I think I would have scheduled that flight for, you know, at least two or three hours out. Like the traffic alone just seems like right. you wouldn't make it <laughs> through TSA. Like that's real. That's more dangerous than uh Rashad catching them. <laughs> well, somehow he makes it, and it looks like he was flying first class on his way to <laughs> Bel Air. Um, he gets there, and the family is hosting a fundraiser because in this iteration. Uncle Phil is still an attorney. He has not become a judge yet. He is actually running for uh, attorney or district attorney um, and is hosting this fundraiser. And Will shows up, obviously not prepared. Somehow Carlton has clothes in the back of his closet that Will can fit, which I was like, okay, baloney, baloney. <laughs> like, no way. He and shoes. He had shoes too. Well, I wonder if so. The um, Nikes were those not Will's? I assume maybe those were Will's. So he had just the perfect shoes to match a mauve. So I mean, they were, if I remember correctly, they were just like white dunks, maybe with like a little like gray. They had like a burgundy. It had like a burgundy burgundy? Nike check. Yes. Okay, I didn't remember that part. Okay, so maybe they were from carlton's closet but yeah hillary was like uh he bought some clothes for a growth spurt that never happened like who, <laughs> who does that right a, a custom right. <laughs> right and y'all are the exact same size right so we do see that will is similar to the original will and that he is unapologetically himself and unapologetic unapologetically west philly all day every day mm-hmm. so he you know does a couple things that uncle phil finds a little uncomfortable and maybe a little embarrassing um but overall he's starting to see that the world here is very different than what it is in philly um i will say i felt i felt kind of like whiplash between like soft and hard uncle phil um yeah, yeah. it it even though he did that in the show, it somehow in this format, I think without the levity of comedy, it just it's just like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't agree. It was a little I found that weird, you know? Like yeah. Who am I dealing with? This is soft or hard, Uncle Phil, right now. I totally agree. Um and I get it that that's like the nuance that happens on the other side of all the comedic things that happen, but it, it's a little too much for me. Yeah. Um, so we find out that Hillary is a cook and that her mom, Aunt Viv, is pulling strings to get her this interview with a top uh, cooking magazine, I believe, called Haute Cuisine. Haute <laughs> Cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> and it does seem like they, they combined like a lot of different like themes from random episodes of the original show into these three episodes 
Um, so Hillary, yes, she's a chef, and I think it happens in this episode. Does she have her interview with the the magazine? And they basically tell her that her food is too uh, ethnic <laughs> or spicy. <laughs> it was too spicy. I think that was actually. No, I think it happens in one because she talks about episode. It's episode two. Okay. So that does happen later on that she has this meeting, but she's prepping for it and she's testing recipes with the family. Uh, Carlton uh, is forced to show Will his world. He takes him to (laughs) his new school. Um, Carlton is skeptical of Will and why he is living with them um and seems to be very apprehensive and distrustful of will which is kind of weird <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> yeah yeah just like immediate like i don't like you nigga <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so he makes him uh he takes him to the school where he is uh kind of introduced to everybody that's where he sees lisa again he saw her at the party first time met her talked with her really liked her meets her at the school and she is a swimmer and he also finds out that she is carlton's ex-girlfriend he did not know this previously and somehow that does not deter him from continuing to talk and flirt (laughs) with her (laughs) which i also feel like regular will wouldn't have like seriously pursued her in the original show yeah but also uh og carlton was not acting like new carlton (laughs) maybe if this new one was more like og carlton he would have been like nah i respect my cousin too much but fuck this new carlton (laughs) talk to lisa if you want to talk to lisa (laughs) oh jeez but also i thought it was interesting to one Love that they made her a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I thought it was interesting that they made her like introduced her as like one of their high school classmates because of course in the original they meet uh in college at yeah. UCLA. So I'm wondering if they feel like this like Bel Air is only gonna be like a few seasons. So like mm-hmm. let's get her in now. Yeah. That prob- yeah, that's a good observation. Because it's, I mean, how many people all go to the same college? I don't know, well, that, that could be possible. But I guess, what's his name, would have to not go to Princeton. Um, and this version seems pretty hell-bent on getting to some Ivy League. <laughs> this Carlton better get to Princeton. He's going <laughs> to blow everything up. Um, so I think also in this episode... Will gets to meet some of Carlton's friends on the lacrosse team and he walks into the locker room and they are singing along to their favorite rap song and drop a lot of N-bombs right along with the rapper. Yeah. Will walks in is flabbergasted like, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, Carlton, get your boy. I can't believe you're letting them do this. Carlton's like, what? <laughs> What's the big deal? They're just singing along. <laughs> how could they be racist i'm their friend <laughs> very much one of those and will and uh what's the kid what's the white kid's connor. name connor of course it is <laughs> will and connor exchange some words and 
boom. Now we know everything, pretty much Will knows everything he needs to know about Carlton. Like, I can't believe you would let this rock. They fight. The family is kind of like, yo, y'all gotta, y'all gotta squash this beef. We all gotta live in this house together. So Will convinces Carlton to let him go to Connor's party that evening. Uh, we see Carlton doing drugs before the party, yeah. just doing a line in his closet. And he was like, it's just Xanax. <laughs> who chops up xanax and sniffs it <laughs> right <laughs> who does that um but we'll see like you know whatever it's your it's your thing um so they go to the party carlton seems to get really drunk and also high on a lot of drugs he sees will and lisa hitting on off and at one point will and lisa start kissing which like they're both wrong will and lisa both wrong what i think they're wrong lisa first of all lisa you knew you knew that you had a prior relationship with carlton they've been broken up but she had even but that's his cousin that's his family like carlton man you're just inviting drama in your life so she can't be happy like her soulmate moves to Bel Air from West Philadelphia. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying she can't talk to him. She doesn't know him. She don't know him. She's on this channel for like two days. She feels it in her spirit. She knows it. Will knows it. (laughs) That's why Carlton's so mad because he knows it too. His little punk ass want to cause drama. It's the principal, man. It's the principal. Yeah, fucking principal. Fuck Carlton. It's the principal. Uh, I think they're both wrong a little bit. But Carlton gets pissed off. He pushes Will into the pool and like typical black stereotypes, Will can't swim. <laughs> so Lisa saves him. Thank God she's on the swim team. <laughs> but black stereotype and then very quickly trumped it. <laughs> Lisa <laughs> jumping in. <laughs> yes, they did. Okay, yes. I didn't I didn't I stopped fucking with Carlton. The moment when uh, Will walked into the locker room and they were singing along to Bobby Shmurda and Connor was saying uh, about a dozen N-words. And did mm-hmm. you see Carlton was just in the middle dancing? In the <laughs> yes. middle of- I was like, not you out here cooning in the middle. <laughs> All these white boys. After oh, that, yeah. I was like, your feelings don't matter. Like, fuck you forever. But, but honestly, old Carlton would have done that too. No. Old Car- mm-hmm. Carlton. No, no, no. If, I feel like if old old Carlton was a college Republican, all that shit. But if OG Carlton had a friend named Connor and he said the N word, he would be like, "Connor, what what are you doing? Why'd you say that?" Like he would have. I feel like he had a little bit, a little too much sense of blackness that he would not have let the N word slide. But that's why. Nah, I think I think this is a. I think this is a progression of what Carlton in 2022 would be. Nah, I think he would have, I don't don't think he would have let that slide. I think they would have been in there singing um, maybe like Sweet Home Alabama or something like that, but they wouldn't, (laughs) he would have been in there doing the shmoney dance as white boys were saying the N-word left and right. I think he would (laughs) have. That felt spot on to me for Carlton. But agree to disagree. <laughs> what did you think about when 
so the opening scene of the show is kind of like a what seems like a palace type thing and it's uh will smith or jabari on a throne and then when he is pushing the pool he's kind of back in that palace type thing but like his little crown is like floating what do you think that means Ooh, good question i didn't notice that like how the way it looked changed um underneath the water i don't i don't know like maybe maybe like getting involved with this drama of carlton is gonna like push you further away from like reaching that crown that you want to get to hmm hmm and then, I mean, also, like, maybe he was losing oxygen because he couldn't swim, so. <laughs> His life was flashing before his eyes. I'll possibly. never be a king. <laughs> I'll never be the prince. <laughs> What's a king without his crown? <laughs> but also, did you notice his um, hair uh, was somewhat similar to Will in the pilot? And also, mm-hmm. he had the little hoop earring, which mm-hmm. I loved yeah i did too but i was like i was like when is swaggy will will gonna show up like when's he gonna turn his jacket inside out when's he gonna uh you know where's when's goofy will gonna show up well it comes with episode two yes i was i was pleasantly surprised that it did it did show up so in the (laughs) in the next episode so episode two called keep your head up and in this one, this is where Hillary finally has her interview with the haute couture or haute cuisine. Cuisine. <laughs> haute cuisine um, folks. And this is where they tell her, basically, can you tone down a couple of things to make your recipes more palatable to our readers who are, quote unquote, you know, they're white people, basically. Um, and Aunt Viv is basically telling her, uh, you shouldn't let this opportunity go to waste. Because one, she pulled a bunch of strings to make it happen. And two, yes, this is what they want, but this is all a negotiation. You can counter with saying, this is what you know, you'll compromise on, and this is what you won't. And her daughter was basically like, I'm not compromising (laughs) and instead chose to get uh, her Twitter fingers fired up and post to I don't know her live or TikTok that (laughs) that was a lie (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it works Um, that she turned down this major offer because they wanted her her to tone down her blackness they told her her family who loved her food was not the target audience and that they're really on some some fuck shit and what do you think about those two different perspectives of like gen z who's like nah i'm gonna call this out no matter what big or small versus aunt viv who's more kind of like respectability politics like just play a role play it cool get your foot in the door and then change it from the you know inside out i feel like there's kind of like um 
a balance between the two that you have to find because I, I like so when Hillary was talking at first I was like okay like she's not saying the company so I felt like that was okay but then when she said the company I was like oh no because then I felt like I don't really know if you can get sued for that. Like, is that liable or something? What do you mean? Like, for saying, like, Hope Cuisine, like, wanted to, like, silence my blackness or, like, whatever. Like, mm. I don't know if you get sued for, I don't know how that works. But, you know, like, maybe there could be some kind of, like, legal action or, um, you know, even if not that, like, maybe, like, companies, like, won't want to work with you because they're like, okay, she's out here talking about whole cuisine like this if we do something she doesn't like she's gonna talk about us so i understood where aunt viv was coming from um and i think i understood aunt viv a little bit more but then like in the third episode um when she is talking about this for sorority sisters they i was kind of surprised that they were like clapping for hillary and they were like you know we put up with microaggressions and we just let it slide we didn't say anything so i don't know that's that's hard i feel like because hillary is like so young and like just starting out Mm -hmm. i think it would have been safer to say everything she said without mentioning the actual company i feel like that's the only thing that maybe she did wrong or i don't say wrong but that i would have advised her not to do right but also the opportunity was weighted differently. Like for Hillary, I actually think it showed a lot of like how entitled she is in that, yeah. you know, your mom pulled these strings and while this isn't, you know, necessarily the lane you wanted to take, you're being handed an opportunity that most people do not get and you're Very like squatting it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that also goes to like Aunt Viv. Why are you pushing her to do something that she doesn't want to do? Um, yeah. And as they said, like in the third episode, like why are you burning bridges that your mom took forever to build for you, yeah. so that you could do, so that she could do and give opportunities to you like this? And I don't know. I think I thought she was like really ungrateful about it all yeah I like I hate when people like kind of like do you a favor that you didn't ask for and then they're (laughs) like well where's my thanks like I did all for you and I kind of got a little bit of that from Aunt Viv but also like you said I felt like um Hillary's just being like very entitled with like you know I didn't ask you for this I can make my own connections blah 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 and I feel like what Hillary was forgetting was that like you're living in like this like luxury like pool house rent free you're living on mommy and daddy's dime which is like not something that most of us like get to get to do so like I just it's hard for, like I understand being like mom like you know pull back a little bit like I can let me maneuver the way I need to but mm-hmm. like don't shit on your mom who like didn't grow up with what you had trying to use her connections to like you know make something like pop off for you like that was just it was overall I sided more with Aunt Viv because I did feel like it Hillary's just being like ungrateful yeah seriously uh so in this episode Will he is dealing with being at this new school and 
him not thriving. He is struggling to find friends. He is uh, dumbfounded that Carlton is the man at his school and <laughs> has the power to, you know, make him basically a social pariah. Um, so he's struggling with how to fit in and uh, how to shine there. Mm-hmm. And he stumbles upon the basketball team and secures a tryout. And he is really nervous about playing again because he hadn't played since that fateful game that uh, landed him pretty much in this entire predicament. So he's having a little PTSD. He asked Jazz to help him out. And Uncle Phil also helps him out as well. Um, But he says that he has to survive in the school and the only way he can do that is to shine by playing basketball. Mm-hmm. I found that really sad and depressing. Like <laughs> the fact that he felt like he couldn't survive at that school without shining. Like you couldn't just be like a black kid at that school. You had to be like the best <laughs> black kid or, you know, best athlete in order to be appreciated and valued. Um, yeah, gotta be an athlete. Yeah, so that's that's a little sad, but I guess that's the reality of social hierarchy in high school. <laughs> Although I feel like regular Will didn't rely on his, you know, athletic status to make him cool. You know, he was just kind of like himself and he didn't really care. Yeah, but he also like, I feel like he came into the school and he was just like, oh, like this cool, cool kid from West Philly. And he didn't have, um, you know, like a villainous Carlton to try to <laughs> knock him down a bit. It's easier. Yeah. Do you feel like this version of Will captures that same, like, coolness that the first one had? I feel like the OG Will was, he just seemed, like, very sure of himself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this one, and maybe, you know, that's like making the character a little more realistic. Like he doesn't, you know, I feel like he has confidence, but like not in the same way that the original Will did. Like original Will would have never gone to a new school and like felt nervous, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I feel like maybe it's slowly coming, but I feel like that is missing, like the cockiness, the confidence, the like, just not giving a damn. But I will also like the OG will like, I like him holding the gun out and all that. I wonder if that supposedly happened in the real story. And like we just didn't see it because it was a comedy. But you know, in the little opening credits, we see him getting spun on a guy's head. <laughs> you know, like a little more humorous. Like there's nothing about him having like a hit out. <laughs> like, um, so like I feel like I'd be able to be a little more relaxed and at ease too if like no one was trying to kill me. True, true. But nonetheless, Will makes the team. And he, you know, finally feels like he's about to fit in 
And then the security guard at the school stops him and finds that he has drugs on him. I was like, okay, first of all, is this even legal? I guess in school it is. Just, you know, the security officer can, you know, just do a stop and frisk. (laughs) But I would have asked more questions. Like, why are you targeting me? Like, you didn't ask nobody else. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you ain't searching nobody else why are you coming at me i would i would have played the race card immediately <laughs> immediately but i wonder if it's like you know being like 16 if you're not you know you're not thinking about that and then he had the run-in on his first day he's from philly i think he okay that's that's true but he did have the run-in with that same security guard on the very first day where I guess he didn't realize he was supposed to be in the assembly. So he was just like in a classroom by himself and the security guard came up and was like, you're not supposed to be here. Let me see your student ID. And he just like takes off running. And I was just like, okay, like, like one, like you shouldn't have been asked for your student ID, but two, like, I know you have PTSD, but running was like the worst thing you could have done. Right, I was like, where where did you do that at? Like, <laughs> right, like, why don't you say like, oh, it's my first day, like this is my class, like, right. But yeah, so so maybe based on that, I'm not surprised that he didn't have more questions to ask when uh, the guard wanted to search his backpack. And in the background of this episode is Carlton and he is getting increasingly more jealous of Will uh, seeing his dynamic with Lisa, seeing his dad pay attention to him and invest time and energy into him uh, seems to make him pretty upset and angry. And there's just this building bubbling tension between him and Will. Okay. And finally, the the third episode titled Yamakra, which <laughs> <laughs> we find out is Uncle Phil's nickname because he is from Yamakra, North Carolina. <laughs> had you and heard of that before? No, I had not. I had to Google it where it was. I same. same. <laughs> so for for those who uh, are unfamiliar, it's in Pender County, North Carolina, which is uh, northwest of Wilmington. Yeah, shouts out to the home state. Uh, so in this episode, uh, Uncle Phil is continuing to campaign for the district attorney, and he has decided to go to an annual Alpha event um, that him and Carlton apparently go to every year but this year he decided to take will and his main purpose for going was so that he could talk to this reverend who is a frat brother and get his endorsement for his campaign uh so we see him at this event and really struggling to make any headway with his brother because come to find out uncle phil was a shitty line brother (laughs) he had been MIA, according to his brothers, they were all kind of upset with him. Basically that like, you've been MIA, you haven't been involved in people's lives. You haven't been like really tapped in and now you're running for office and you're trying to tap back in. And we see, we're calling you out. We see through the bullshit. 
So basically the Reverend was like, I don't want to endorse you uh, because you ain't being real. And so Uncle Phil thinks all is lost and Will comes in and saves the day by going on stage and basically (laughs) helping... helping charge up his own uncle like (laughs) he basically put him on the spot to step for the entire uh cookout or crawfish boil (laughs) and uncle phil does it um i felt like they had to use a lot of camera tricks to not capture him stepping because he was clearly very bad at it. The actual actor who played him. He was pretty stiff. (laughs) No shade. He was a little stiff. I was cackling the whole time. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. This is so bad. And he's so attractive. And he just... (laughs) Well, I was a little confused because like, while he's at this crawfish boil, uh, (laughs) Vivian was having a um, whatever luncheon or whatever at the mansion with her sorority sisters and so he obviously is supposed to be an alpha but Vivian was supposed to be Delta Phi Gamma or something like like mm-hmm. a made up sorority so I wondered why he was in a real fraternity but she was in a fake sorority so I wondered if the actor was a real alpha but from those steps i thought maybe not but (laughs) but then i was like you know not every member of a fraternity or sorority is a good stepper but at the very end i saw some of the other alphas throwing up the sign and he did not he just like threw up a pointer finger so Mm -hmm. i was like okay maybe he's not but i wonder how they got permission for that but not for a sorority so somehow Alpha, like their organization, like allows people to use their name and likeness. Other organizations are like very particular, like the one I'm a part of, like you will never see that. Other than I think maybe <laughs> like a different world. Um, did they have actual Nelia? Yes. Yes, yes. I remember yeah. not really upset about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very few places like does it get cleared. So it's really based on the organization, what they allow. Um, And you'll see, I think like Zeta, Delta, I've seen their like stuff in TV and film more than others. But Alpha, they seem to be like, A-okay, use us, please. (laughs) Get the word out. I'm thinking about like on um, This Is Us. I think Randall, he was a Q, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know this. <laughs> Randall's in a fraternity? Yeah, because like when they did the flashback with the younger Randall, oh there was like a scene God. of him stepping. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think he was a Q. <laughs> But I'm like ninety percent sure he was a Q. I was say I, I could see Randall definitely being an alpha, but a Q, no sir, no sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got a little mixed up. This episode was basically Randall envisioning what his life would have been like if Jack had not died. 
And so, can you remember, like, he wanted to go to Howard at first? Oh. And so, but I think he stayed in Pennsylvania so he could stay close to his mom uh, after Jack died. But so, this episode was him envisioning if he had gone to Howard and he envisioned himself (laughs) pledging Omega (laughs) Sci-Fi. That's... That makes a little more sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the the beef that his line brothers had with him is very real uh, and definitely happens and realistic. Uh, but ultimately, Will's scheme works and it garners the respect of everybody and they decide to forgive him and endorse him. Yay, all is well. <laughs> On the flip side of that, you mentioned it, Aunt Viv is having, I, I don't know if it's a fundraiser, just a, an event that is catered by Hillary, um, featuring her sorority sisters. And that's when she finds out that her daughter has trashed the opportunity she gave her. And the person who she pulled them strings for was in the room and was pissed off about it as well. She's real mad. <laughs> <laughs> and i get it you made me look dumb you made me yeah. look dumb um and uh i think it's interesting really seeing like i, I don't know many like gen z people that are like this <laughs> but hillary is just like she just doesn't sugarcoat anything like she doesn't put on airs in the same way that her mom does mm. you know I'm taking a gap year versus Hillary's like, nah, I dropped out of college. <laughs> yeah. I did the Kanye thing. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> ah. So it's 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 interesting how curt she is in comparison to her mother, who is still, I think, you know, very much our parents' generation of like, you still have to make people feel a little bit comfortable. You just can't say anything. <laughs> whatever <laughs> right, like you still gotta present a somewhat um good looking front or whatever like appearance was it, it's very big to uh people of a certain age but her mom's not even a boomer like i guess she would be gen x well i was confused what her mom's i assume they're in their like 40s right yeah because that's the thing too like I mean, both Phil and Vivian look young, but I feel like Vivian looks really young. Like, I feel like her and like uh, Hillary are ten years apart. Like, they just don't. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But I mean, I assume that they're supposed to be Gen X. Got it. It is. It's a. They've got quite the river between them that they got to figure out a way. to get through it um but ultimately uh you know they play the video for the sorors and some are on vivian's side but a lot are also on hillary's side and i think they kind of come to an agreement of like you're right i shouldn't have pushed you to do this but also you're wrong for the way you handled all of this um what else do we see what i can't remember what happens with carlton (laughs) so at the beginning of the episode they 
Vivian and Philip were questioning him and Will separately about uh, the cocaine, I believe, that was found in Will's book bag. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're asking Carlton, like, you know, is there anyone you know who would have done it? And I think they even say, like, was it Connor? And Carlton was like, no, like, Car- Connor would never. And I was like, look at this Sambo up here lying. Like, <laughs> Connor said to your face, right? Look, like, I handled it. And right. you're sitting up here lying for this white boy? Caping for him. The, listen, this is what I'm saying. I don't think OG Carl, OG Carl, like, at very least, he would have gotten trouble for somebody else. Yeah. I, uh, what else happens with Carlton? Oh, this is the episode where, like, they Will has a game. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. But with the drug stuff, they come him and connor come up with a lie so oh yeah go and tell the principal they saw someone who doesn't even go to the school in the locker room which stops the principal and staff or whoever from looking at the surveillance tapes oh no this is when aunt viv and uncle phil show up at that school Mm -hmm. and shut it down i love it (laughs) I loved how they ripped that principle apart. Like me too. Roll the tape back. You haven't looked at the tape. You haven't even looked at the tape. <laughs> right. I love that. They were that was that was beautiful. I feel like we've maybe we all haven't, but I feel like that's like a quintessential like childhood experience where somebody. Some adult has wronged you in your life and your mom just shows up and just sets it all the way right. (laughs) Yes. Oh, can I ask, do you have anything off the top of your head where that happened? Oh, man. Uh, So many. (laughs) (laughs) So many. (laughs) So many. (laughs) You know, you don't play. With a black woman's child, you just don't. You sure don't. You, you just sure don't, don't do it. <laughs> so many. the The most memorable, however, was at the DMV. <laughs> oh, she lost it. <laughs> uh, they had like a very confusing like numbering system, and somehow we like missed our number after being there for like an hour waiting, and. She lost it. She flipped out on those people. And you know what? I got my license that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Black moms are unstoppable. Uh, they are a force. I remember my mom had a teacher in like second grade who, I can't remember what she said, but my mom felt like it was disrespectful. And so she went to the school and talked to her. Or talk to the principal about that. And I got moved to another teacher's class, a black teacher's class. (laughs) Um, But I like maybe in, maybe like second or third grade, uh, I think it was for Black History Month. Like we were supposed to read stuff over the intercom. And it was like, you know, like H is for Harriet Tubman. F is for Frederick Douglass. I had S's for slaves. Right. So I took it home 
and you know, I'm just like I'm excited to read over the intercom like I didn't I didn't get you know why this was problematic as like a seven-year-old so I showed it to my mom and she was like oh mm-mm. and she was like yes this were so many other things and I was like yeah that's true it's for super and it's like whatever <laughs> her name and shit so like the next day she went in and talked to the principal and she was like my daughter will not be reading this like um we she was always very against calling people who were enslaved slaves which now mm. i very much believe uh she used to say captives and now you know i think we say like enslaved people but um yeah that got ingrained in me very early that we will not be doing that <laughs> so yeah wait so you didn't get to read in the intercom yeah you know i don't think they ever gave me another <laughs> word <laughs> She's done. <laughs> so I mean, I was kind of like, "Damn, I missed my opportunity." But I understood why she was upset. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. But um, to wrap up Carlton's little story, he got his little feelings hurt because him and Will had a game on the same night and his parents tried to split their time between the two, but Will's game was so good and close that they ended up missing Carlton's game. Carlton got really frustrated. I don't know if he had a panic attack or what, but he spazzed out, got kicked out of the game, started doing a bunch of drugs, then showed up at Will's (laughs) game only to find... Not only his entire family, but also Lise. Does Lisa really need to be shortened? Like, it really bothers me that <laughs> he calls her Lise. I don't, I don't think they ever said Lise on the original, did they? I don't remember. No! At least not this much. Jesus Christ. I'm just like, that doesn't need to be abbreviated. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very short name to begin with. But Lisa was there as well, and he storms out. So he is one step closer to murdering Will in his sleep. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when he came in and saw them, uh, the basketball teammates lifting Will up and shit. I'm like, oh, he about to kill all of them. <laughs> oh. We also leave with a little bit of a cliffhanger in that. Uh, the gentleman who is pursuing Will in West Philly, Rashad, sends him, sends Will a text, basically like, I'm coming for you. Yeah. You ain't safe. So I guess beef does travel. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised that this feels very grounded in the real world. Well, he so he got that text, but then I don't think he knew where Will was. But then at the very end, uh, Will's like killing it at the game like he gets some news coverage and that's how he's like oh he's in LA okay bet right so we'll see what happens moving forward what did you think about Bel Air so I was just saying with that last episode where they were at the basketball game one I would probably rather watch basketball than lacrosse too I'm sorry definitely (laughs) 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 but also like carlton freaking out like that i was just like i played sports i was in band like there were so many 
games and concerts that like my family didn't come to and like i'm like how like spoiled are you like you're this upset that you're you don't see your family in the stands like i feel like when i started driving my mom was like you don't need me to come to your concert do you i was like i guess not i guess i got it black mama so lazy my mama did the same thing like you need me to come to this one you don't need me. You don't need me. But I, I will say, being that I had a sibling who also played sports, it, it would definitely bother me if my family opted to go to my brother's game over mine. Like, that, that's not a good feeling. But it was one game. Like, the season just started. Like, give them a chance. Next <laughs> game, they might have only been at lacrosse. Like, but it's like, if you're used to them coming to every game and they don't, like, that, that's... That, that could be really devastating. I feel like that's some punk shit. Like, grow up. Like, uh, don't be in the next game. Like, let it go. Okay, only child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe my view is a little bit skewed. But as someone who uh, played soccer from middle school and high school and, like, could probably count on two hands the amount of time my mom was at a soccer game. I, it's not that it's not that serious like but is it little mallory wanted her mom there didn't she maybe a little bit but i was like <laughs> it was fine like, as long as i had a ride home like i was good just saying <laughs> from lived experience yeah i would have been pissed too <laughs> especially like it looked like it was in the same like complex, you know. Like they just had oh, to walk was. outside. <laughs> well, to and you game. saw they were about to go to the lacrosse game. They were like, "Oh, five more oh, minutes. This is getting good. This is getting good." <laughs> I'm like, "Dang, they could have at least like one parent went. <laughs> like they both stayed." That's what I wish they would have done. Like one parent should have went to lacrosse. One should have gone to yes. basketball. <laughs> speaking, because we were talking about Ashley. Like, when Hillary showed up, I was like, where's Ashley? Like, why? <laughs> Hillary could be at home by herself. Ashley, who's watching Ashley? Like, is yeah. she just home with Jay? Right. <laughs> I'm, why is Ashley not at the game with y'all? Like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe she was at Carlton's the whole time. <laughs> no, he would have If he would have saw a friendly face in the stands, he would have got ejected. <laughs> I do really love that this version you get to see Uncle Phil and Aunt Phil's lives outside of just the family. I feel like you only got small glimpses of that in like certain episodes of the original version. So it's nice to see them be fully realized characters. Yeah. And I like, I guess piggybacking on that, I really enjoyed in the first episode getting to see more of Will's life in Philly. Because mm. like the original just started with him in Bel Air. So right. I think getting to see his life there, his friends there, and like seeing his relationship with his mom was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think this has staying power? I think so. Like I, I, I feel like I enjoyed it overall. Um, I think, you know, like I'm for me. I always feel like 
the first season of shows you know like they're trying to like kind of find their groove and the care or the actors are trying to like gel together so mm-hmm. i feel like for you know the first season especially just the first three episodes i i enjoyed it so i'm excited to see what else is coming what about you i enjoyed it more than i thought i was i definitely thought i was gonna hate it and <laughs> i remember it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I actually like this. I I do like it. I just don't know where it will go without getting darker. And I don't know that I want I don't want this to get darker. Like I feel like this Carlton storyline I mean I think it can only get darker, right? <laughs> Before I, it turns around. Yeah, Carlton's gonna kill somebody before mm-hmm. the show is over. I'm gonna tell you that much. Right. Or it's just it'll be interesting to see how it evolves on this like very serious and intense feeling without it starting to feel like all American or the family that prays or, you know, like euphoria (laughs) (laughs) like i just i wonder are they going to keep kind of using the original episodes as like a framework for topics that they discuss like i just that's a good question yeah i just don't know where it goes that's a really good question i wonder if they're gonna like branch into like original story well i mean i guess there has been some original (laughs) storylines like uh with the drug planting <laughs> will's backpack but yeah overall yeah it has you know kind of been a skeleton outline of the original so maybe they will branch out that's that's a really interesting thought so yeah i just i wonder where where it will go yeah because i i I just feel like I want a little bit of levity. Like I would like for them to insert a little more like joy and comedy. Um, and I get that Hillary and Ashley are kind of supposed to provide that, but I feel like, well, I guess Will is starting to be a little goofier too. I just, I hope it continues to lighten up a little bit. I, yeah, I think I'm having a hard time with that because it's like I keep I keep wanting some kind of comedy. I feel like I keep having to remind myself, okay, well, this is a drama. So, like, you might not get that, like, Fresh right. Prince of Bel-Air vibe in this show. Um, but, yeah, it's hard, like, seeing, like, those characters, like, we know so well. And it's just like, oh, they, you ain't got no jokes for me? <laughs> right. <laughs> or I find myself saying, like, Carlton would never do this. Or Hillary would never do that. Yes yeah like this is real out of character for you yeah yes i think that's gonna take a little a little second for me to get over yeah yeah i wonder we we talked about claws last week i wonder when karuchi's gonna show up like she's supposed to be on the show so oh yeah she's gonna be a student or one of hillary's friends i don't know well i know when you google the cast it also says Dwayne martin is on the show i I did see that Mm, okay so yeah i guess they're they'll be coming in the next few episodes yeah i think by now i think episode four is out but maybe they show up there yeah <clears throat> uh, do you know which day they drop 
I have no idea. I think Thursdays. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think this is a, a cool turn for a reboot to make it something completely different. I mean, the rest of you girls don't get any ideas. Like, please, <laughs> please don't do this. Like, <laughs> keep with the original content. You don't want a dr- <laughs> dramatic Martin. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. Um. <laughs> I agree. It is much better than I thought it would be. I think it looks expensive. It looks like they spent some money on it. Um, so far, all the acting is good. The writing's good. I think there's a lot of nuance and places that they can take it. And I do feel like it is missing a little bit of the coolness. Like, I, I don't know what's like cool. <laughs> nowadays but i definitely feel like the original was like trend setting you know like it was very much like fashion forward of the times yeah he was just cool and i i I feel like it's much subtler like everybody's cool on the show you know (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah that's true Overall, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, kudos to everybody. It is much better than I was anticipating. <laughs> so I am, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. Alrighty. Well, I think that wraps it up for our discussion on Bel Air. Uh, what you got your eyes on this week? So um, I am planning to start The Girl Before on HBO Max. Um. Uh- yeah. yeah it uh it's a show it's a british show um that stars uh gugu and batara uh david oyelowo and uh basically david is a architect who designs this like smart home um but anyone who moves into the home they have to live by his like strict set of rules um so uh gugu moves in and she's like, yeah, like I'm cool with like the minimalist lifestyle, whatever he wants me to do. Um, but then it turns out um, the woman who lived there before her, I'm not sure if um, he, David and her dated or if he was just obsessed with her, but she um, looks an awful lot like Gugu. So um, it's kind of like him, I guess, living out his obsession with a new woman. So um, planning to start that this week. I also started uh, Grand Crew, the NBC <gasps> sitcom. Have you watched Damn, it? That was on my list too because it came on like I think after uh, one of the Bel Air episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you have you watched any of it? Yeah, I watched like two episodes. Okay. Yeah, I think I watched two as well. So I watched it on Hulu because it's like commercial free on there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but it's I really like it. I feel like it's really cute. I was shocked that I liked it. As oh, well. okay. Okay. I was shocked. I really liked um uh Nikki and Sherm or uh Nicole Byer and Carl Tart is his name. Is he the uh, one who's her brother? No, he's uh like the heavier set, like dark skinned one that like oh, doesn't have a job. Yes, I like him, yeah. Their dynamic is delightful. I enjoy yeah. it a lot. Um yeah, that I was pleasantly surprised because it's like nerdy 
Yeah. But very black. Um, I like it. I, I really liked it. I, I enjoyed re- it. Yes. Like, like you said, it's very black, but I love that it's like these um, black men who are, you know, you, different kinds of, I don't want to say mm-hmm. different kinds of black, but like not like, I feel like you don't often get to see like um, these kind of characters in black characters on television. So I really like seeing this kind of like uh, diversity amongst black male characters. Yeah. Yeah. And black dudes being quirky, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it a lot. I've, I've watched uh, two or three episodes of it and I really like it so far. Um, and last thing for me is uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey is back mm-hmm. and you know those are that's my favorite white franchise so <laughs> I, <laughs> the New Jersey girls are about that smoke and it has started already and I am living for it wow okay yeah. alright what about you what do you got your eyes on well you stole my thunder with Grand Crew <laughs> great minds great minds <laughs> or just algorithms i guess okay, well, <laughs> you watch I'm one sure. black show <laughs> they feed the next one to you. but i'm glad they did i'm glad they did the algorithm worked out this time um i'm still watching the olympics that has been extremely entertaining i think this might be the final week for the regular olympics for the paralympic starts I also think it's interesting. This is the first year I have noticed they are they are pubbing the hell out of the Paralympics. Like they are really trying to get people to watch it. Mm, okay. Um, I feel like every Olympic commercial I see has like a nod to the Paralympics. Like they're they're giving them thanks equal time. Um, oh, that's good. Which is interesting because like more people watch the Summer Olympics than they do the Winter Olympics. Yeah. So I'm like. Ooh, that's that's gotta be tough i guess they're trying to get people to watch both but so yeah when you said they were pumping for the paralympics i was like i haven't hardly watched any of the winter olympics so i wouldn't know <laughs> but i'm i'm very glad to hear that maybe yeah. I'll, i might i might tune in i should support so still watching that um still watching rupaul's drag race uk versus the world it got real spicy this last episode uh they had kind of a surprise elimination that um shook things a little bit uh you didn't you didn't watch the canada franchise did you yeah because they see is there has there been more than season one? Oh yeah there, well there's been two yeah i watched because season one was on vh1 so i don't oh, know oh, so you remember jimbo from yeah ah so jimbo's on this and jimbo has been a delight <laughs> like, okay okay he he has just been so weird but in like all the right ways yeah, jimbo was out there i was a very big priyanka fan you you need to google uh or i'll send you the video of okay. uh jimbo's talent show routine Ooh, that he did okay. for this child is the weirdest shit i've ever seen <laughs> so bizarre <laughs> but entertaining like you you can't look away <laughs> you cannot look away yes please send that to me um but i mean spoiler alert jimbo gets eliminated 
Um, after like being in the top the last like pretty much every episode and gets voted out which is crazy they have all-star rules so it's you know that whole Ah, setup okay so that was a little shocking um what else am i watching um i started watching this show on hbo max called raised by wolves i think i saw a preview for that it's like some like sci-fi thing where you know they're trying to find life on other planets and there's like these robots that land on the planet and incubate they had like embryos so they like catch the humans basically and they're raising these (laughs) kids on this like remote planet (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) but then it's like the robots as they age they like go bad and then they turn into like these like killer robots but then like the killer robot ends up like somehow being able to turn off their killer instinct and like still protect the kids i don't know it's it's bizarre <laughs> it sounds like it <laughs> it's bizarre i'm only like one or two episodes in and i'm hoping it gets a little clearer and makes a little more sense but right now it's <laughs> it's weird and there's like two seasons, I think, and I'm just on season one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that sounds like a lot. Well, all right. Thank you once again for listening to what feels I think this is like a long episode. Oh my gosh. Um I think it is pretty long. Okay, so we are on Facebook and Instagram at their eyes were watching TV, all one word. And on uh, Twitter at TEWWTV Podcast. We are on um, all the streaming platform girls like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Music. Are we going to support the girls and take our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We probably have like eight listeners. I don't know if it matters. Ah. <laughs> Imagine we put out a statement like we're leaving Spotify. <laughs> like, Nobody knows who you are. Like, doesn't matter. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're staying, folks. <laughs> I mean, but again, you don't have to listen to us on there. So, uh, again, Apple, Apple Podcast, um, Amazon Music, iHeart. Uh, radio so yeah a lot of other apps options there and yeah please um especially on apple podcast uh rate and um subscribe and review yeah all right well thank you all so much for listening until next time this is your girl mal and this is Kale. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.